A'udhu billahi minash shaitani rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Innalhamdalillahi na'amudu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'gfiru wa na'udhu billahi min shiruri anfusna wa min sayhati amalna mahi yadillahu falamudilillahu wa mahi yudilil falahadiyallah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh my brothers and sisters in Islam My name still remains Bashira bint Abiola Our previous lecture was about forgiveness. I believe every one of us has known what forgiveness is in Islam. Now, our today's lecture will be about sin and all forgivable sins in Islam. Firstly, what is sin? Prophet Muhammad said, Righteousness is good character and sin is that which wavers in your heart and which you do not want people to know about. Anything you get yourself involved in, that you engage in, that you keep its awareness from people's knowledge, that you are hiding, that you conceal, is known as sin, according to what Prophet Muhammad said. And these sins are classified into two parts. We have major sins and we have minor sins. Major sins in Islam are extremely serious and are mentioned in the glorious Quran as being worthy of punishment, both in this world, dunya, and in Hakira. Number one and the greatest of all the unforgivable sins, all the major sins in Islam in Shirk, that is associated partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Verily, Allah forgives not the sin of setting up or associated partners in worship with him, but he forgives whom he wills sins other than that, and whoever sets up partners in worship with Allah has indeed strayed far from the from the path. With or without intending it, one can get involved in sharing through varieties of actions. Maybe by supplicating or praying for help, guidance, and protection from others than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Believing that objects have special powers of healing or good luck, even if that object includes Quranic writing or some other Islamic symbolism. Finding your purpose in life from material pursuits is known as shirk in Islam. Obey others over Allah, showing that you're ready to disobey Allah's guidance when it when it suits you, is also known as shirk in Islam. Engaging in magic, sorcery, or fortune telling that attempts to see the unseen or predict future events, only Allah knows the unseen, the unknown, the past, the present, and the future. And as a Muslim, one must one must always seek. Guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala holy and believe in his and truly believe in his oneness. What Quran says about Shirk Quran 34 verse 22 say call upon those whom you assert to be gods beside Allah. They control not even the weight of an atom in the heavens and, and in the earth, nor have they any share in Hida, nor has he any helper among them. In Quran 31 verse 13. And remember, when Lukman said to his son, while exhorting him, Oh my dear son, associate not partners with Allah. Surely, associating partner with Allah is a grievous wrong. In Quran 46 verse 4, say, Do you know what it is you call up? You call on beside Allah? Show me what they have created of the earth. Or have they a share? Or have they a share in the creation of the heavens? Bring me a book refilled before this. Or some vestige of knowledge in your support if you indeed speak the truth. And the last one, Quran 4 verse 48. Surely 
Allah will not forgive that that any partner be associated with him, but he will forgive whoever is whoever is short of that to whomever he pleases, and we shall associate partners with Allah as indeed devised a very great sin. Even though Allah is oft forgiving, is forgive of all sins. Shirik is a very great sin that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forget and will not forgive. And whoever gets involved in Shirik will be punished in this world and in the air after. And the person will be the dweller of will be among the dweller of Jahannam and will be tormented on the day of resurrection. And the number two of the of the major sins is zina, that is adultery. The prophet said, "For one of you to to be stabbed in the head with an iron needle is better for him than he should touch a woman who is not permissible for him." Subhanallah. He said, "It is better for you to be stabbed in the head with an iron." Than for you to touch a woman that is not permissible for you. But look at look at us now. Nowadays, adultery, fornication is rampant. That we do not even see it as something great. We do not see it as sin, as a great sin. But in Islam, it is classified as a very great sin that Allah will not forgive whosoever gets himself or himself involved in zina. He will not forgive such person. As a Muslim. You're supposed to know that the only woman you have access to is a, is, is a wife. The one that you're Islamically joined together. Look, looking at other women lustfully is a sin. Or touching any other woman that is not permissible to you, that you're not married yet, that you're not joined together Islamically is a very great sin in Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us in the right path. And the third one is magic. Performing magic is also known as a great sin in Islam. And the fourth one is Ushri. The fifth one, eat the treasures of orphan. The sixth one, false oath. And the seventh, taking one's life. It was narrated, it was narrated that the previous said, Avoid these seven sins that doom a person to hell, we said. What are they, O Messenger of Allah? He said, Associating others with Allah, that is shirk, witchcraft, killing a soul whom Allah has forbidden us to kill, except in cases dictated, dictated by Islamic law, consuming others' wealth, consuming riba, fleeing from the battlefield, and slandering chaste innocent women. Those mentioned Sins are punishable, a very great sin, which are unforgivable. Even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is known as forgiver of all sins, they, they, are, they will be unforgiving if any of us get ourselves get ourselves involved in them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. And to the minor sins. Others' misdeeds are known as minor sin, not because they are insignificant, but because they are not mentioned in the in the Quran as having a legal punishment. These minor sins are sometimes overlooked by a believer who they engage in them to the extent that they become part of their, of, of their lifestyle. Making a habit of sinning brings a person far away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and causes them to lose faith 
The Quran describes such people, their hearts have been sealed by the sins they have accumulated. It was written in Quran 83 verse 14. In addition, Allah says that you can't take it a little thing while with Allah it was it was great. We, we are the one that see it as a light matter, but in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it was a great thing. It was a great sin. It is difficult to list all the minor sins in all the minor sins in Islam. The list should include anything which violates Allah's guidance, which is not itself a major sin. A minor sin is something you're you are ashamed of, which you would not want people to know to find out about. Some of those common behaviors include breaking a promise, being immodest, fleeting, fleeting, watching indecent movies, dressing immodest, dressing in indecently sexting and all sorts being suspicious or, or spying or spying on others calling people names and bullying them is also a sin in islam but a minor one once you stay away from the major sins then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us the minor the minor ones also leaving daily prayers or neglecting prayers is also known as great sin in islam prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa said what differentiates between a Muslim and a Kafir is Salat. As a Muslim, you have to perform Salat, observe your Salat daily, regularly, and congregationally. We should know that our major duty in this in this dunya is to worship Allah, sincerely worshiping and observe our Salat. As the first thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask us in Kiyama is about our Salat. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easier for us. These sins, these major sins, these major sins, they are wholly unforgivable if one dies without repenting from it. Allah says, Allah said, say to those who have disbelieved, if they cease from disbelief, their past will be forgiven. It was written in Quran, hate for state hate. Allah loves us. He adores us and will ever seek for forgiveness. Even the unforgivable sins, he will forgive. You for, you forgive the unforgivable sins. Remember, in Allah Ghafur Rahim, is oft forgiving. He's forgiven all sins, no matter how big it is. When you when you seek, sincerely seek for forgiveness and you repent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. And also the prophet the prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. God will accept his slaves' repentance as long as the as the death rattle has not yet which which is throat. He said, I just want to that we accept his slaves' repentance, his slaves' forgiveness, in as much as is not yet in his death state. As Banamatala will forgive whosoever seek for forgiveness before then. As a Muslim, we should always seek for forgiveness. Always, even in our minds, in our thoughts, we should always seek for forgiveness. As Prophet Muhammad said, the best doer is to seek for forgiveness. And Allah loves those who constantly seek for forgiveness. May we not be tempted by Shaitan because he is the one, he is our greatest sin. He is the one who always tempts us to sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us very far away from Shaitan, the outcast, and guide us in, in the right path. And during this month, during this month of Ramadan, there are some things we are we are to stay away from. 
if you want the good effects acquired, we acquire through the fast as not to be destroyed. Number one, lying. If you don't, if you want to have a very big reward, if you want to have your full reward during this, during this month of Ramadan that is full of reward, we should not lie. Even after Ramadan, Islam encourages us not to lie. Say the truth. Say the truth always. We should be trustworthy always, no matter how bitter the truth is. And slander, hateful speech. As Allah subhanahu wa taala has said in the glorious Quran, Woo to the backbiter and the slanderer. A false oath, listening to music and many more. Whosoever dies listening to music will receive a great punishment in Kiyama. Listening to music is highly prohibited in Islam, not only during this month of Ramadan, even after the, every time, all the time. It, it is highly prohibited and it is punishable in Islam. And as for those who slander, woe to them. Allah said, woe to them. Whosoever slander, woe. Whosoever backbat, woe to them. We should, during this month of Ramadan, we should completely abstain from bad habits. Even after Ramadan, I'm not saying your full reward will be affected. No, but in order to have very gigantic reward, a big reward, and not to seem as if you starve yourself in fin, you have to stay very far away from sins. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it as an heart of ibadah. And remember, we should stay away from the major sins. In the day of Kiyama, on the day of resurrection, resurrection, there are some people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive, will overlook their misdeeds because of what their hands has put forth, what their, has, what, what their hands has put forward. But whosoever engaged in, in these major sins that I mentioned, they will not be forgiven. If they do not seek for repentance before they die, they will not be forgiven and they will be tormented, they will be punished in Kiyama. I pray Allah, Allah Ta'ala guide us in the right path and make us steadfast and grant the kafir, grant the, the kafir, the knowledge of Islam and keep our hearts purified, our intention and forgive us whatever sin we have, accept all our heart of ibadah, forgive our dead ones, our living ones, overlook all their misdeeds. And adore us with goodness, grant all our wishes and requests. Amen. Subhanallah. Once again, my name is Bashir Abdul Abiola. Ma salam.